Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to the sleep pod. My name is James and every episode I'll be bringing you a calming and meandering story to help you relax and unwind, to help you leave all the worries and stress of the day behind, and to ease you into sound slumber. Each story is totally improvised, built around a word randomly selected, and used as a creative catalyst for the tale. I don't know where the story will lead, but don't worry. If you fall asleep before the end, you won't have missed anything important. So let's get comfortable, close your eyes, and let the words wash over you. The technically complicated and borderline mystical machinery that I use for picking a random jumping off point has this week chosen the word legs. So, let's begin. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. On the outskirts of a modest-sized town, down an unremarkable street, was a house that at first looked like any other. It was semi-detached. There was a leafy garden path leading from a front gate to the front door. Inside the house, things were slightly different. A three-foot trench had been dug out running the length of the hallway with offshoots stretching into every room and even up the stairs which is architecturally very confusing in the living room sat on a brown high-backed armchair was a man called Wyndon interesting thing about Wyndon is that he had very, very, very long legs. Despite the rest of his body being in normal proportion for an adult, human, male, his legs were a good three feet longer than average. Sure, sometimes it was a bit of a problem for Wyndon, but... He didn't mind it too much. He was in his early forties. He'd had a long time to adjust. Wyndon was sat in his armchair, leafing through a red leather-bound notebook with a ballpoint pen in one hand. He stopped at a page containing his to-do list for that week. Earlier that day, Wyndon had received a phone call from his sister Susan. Susan had recently entered a relationship with a man called Ian. Wyndon had met him a couple of times, he seemed like an alright guy. So he was quite happy to learn from his sister that her and Ian were to be married. Ian and Susan had decided, what's the point in waiting? Let's just take the plunge. So they've found a suitable venue, got a minister to perform the ceremony, sorted out catering, and a DJ to provide music for the wedding reception. 
but they had decided to have the wedding in a week's time. Wyndon found it actually quite impressive for his sister and Ian to organise all that in such a short space of time. But the problem was... Wyndon needed to buy a new pair of trousers, which is a bit of an issue sometimes for him. Obviously, the usual places where you would buy trousers didn't quite cater for his specific needs, but he was on friendly terms with a local tailor, whose name was Keith Butcher. One of the main reasons why Wyndon quite liked Keith was because his name was Butcher. Wyndon had a lot of respect for anybody who, despite having a surname which implied a very specific job, decided to go down the route of a different job, which also had quite a popular surname associated with it. Once he did try to find a butcher called Taylor, but the nearest one was in Stroud. that is too much of a distance to go for meat products unless he needed a very specific order to justify the fuel cost and hassle of such a trip. Wyndon circled trousers in his notebook before closing it and attaching the pen to the cover Wyndon potted about in his kitchen before heading out, following the deep trenches that had been dug to make sure that he could actually stand upright in his own home. He opened his fridge and had a bit of a mooch about in there. He fancied making spaghetti bolognese for dinner. The recipe that he used most often wasn't overly authentic and would probably feel quite insulting to an Italian chef, but he quite liked it. It was reliable. It was fairly quick and easy to make and didn't require a lot of forward planning. Wyndon made a quick mental note of the ingredients that he would need to pick up. Then he popped on a jacket, his shoes, size nine, stepped out of the trench in the hallway and left his house, locking the door behind him. The street that Wyndon lived on was your standard suburban road. A few trees, slightly uneven paving in some places. The weather was fairly calm that day. Not too hot, not too cold. Definitely jacket weather. The cooling breeze lifted a few leaves off an oak tree that hung over the footpath as Wyndon strolled down towards the town. He looked up at the sky, a soft white blanket covering the majority of it but in a few sections blue was peeking out. Wyndon could just about make out where the sun was hiding 
behind the blanket of clouds, but he was satisfied. It was fine whether to be walking in. He didn't enjoy being too hot. Sometimes he felt like he was probably one of the only people who truly appreciated the British climate. But as long as it wasn't raining, or wasn't aggressively hot, Wyndham was satisfied. Five minutes later, Winton arrived at Mr. Butcher, the tailor's, shop. A bell rang out as he opened the door and squeezed himself through. The wooden floor of the shop creaked warmingly. Mr. Butcher didn't see who had entered the shop. He was busy facing away, working on a cravat. Without looking, he told Wyndon that he'd be ready in a minute. Wyndon replied, thank you, and idly inspected some of the items of clothing that hung up against the walls of the shop. Eventually, the tailor turned round, adjusted his eyeline to meet Wyndon's, and smiled. The two of them had got to know each other quite well over the years, and obviously creating really, really, really long trousers for Wyndon was of strong financial benefit. Wyndon explained his need for a nice pair of smart trousers for his sister's wedding. Mr. Butcher sighed and did that whistling through the teeth thing that usually builders do. Unfortunately, Due to a problem with international trade relations, he was experiencing a shortage of fabric. Wyndon's face dropped. Sure, there was other places that he probably could go, but it was always such a hassle having to deal with other tailors. Not just the problem of going into the high street, having shopkeepers ask him how the weather was up there. Wyndon liked having an easy life. It was just easier for him to use the shop that he knew and loved, that had served him well. The tailor had an idea. He was aware of somebody who was hoarding a lot of fabric. He wasn't sure why. But for a reasonable price, he was sure that Wyndon would be able to take it off their hands. On a scrap of yellow paper, the tailor wrote down a name, address and phone number and handed it over. He 
You fetch me what they have, and I will make your trousers for free. Wyndon didn't have anything else really to do that day, apart from popping into the supermarket. So he agreed. It would be a bit of an adventure. He thanked the tailor, ducked out under the door and left. Once outside the tailor's, Wyndon decided he'd go to the supermarket. There was one just around the corner. It wasn't the one that he usually went to, and they didn't have a huge range of items. But they would have enough for the ingredients that he needed to get for his spaghetti bolognese. He took a left down a road, then another left, and then a right. In a couple of hundred yards, he was at the entrance. He picked up a basket and entered the store. His first port of call was some onions. Usually he just used the frozen pre-chopped ones, but he fancied a change. It had been a while since he'd used fresh onions for cooking. Maybe they would taste better, maybe the same. some fresh pasta but they didn't have any spaghetti do they normally have spaghetti it had been a while since he'd actually looked at the fresh pasta section in the fridges at supermarkets perhaps they would have had it in his normal supermarket anyway he had pasta at home sure it was the dried stuff in the cupboard but it would be fine It wasn't overly cheap, but it was a mid-range brand, decent enough to allow some of the sauce to stick to it properly, which was a problem with some of the cheaper ones. Pasta was too smooth, he wasn't a fan. You may as well have been eating plastic, he mused to himself was glad that nobody heard him muse to himself because it wasn't particularly funny. Then he wondered, can you muse to yourself if it's not amusing? Does the word just have the same root somewhere in Latin or Greek or German? He realised he'd been staring at the parmesan for a good few minutes, thinking about words and their origins, before he snapped out of it. Grabbed a pot of parmesan. He was almost at the till when he remembered that he should have picked up a pepper. He regretted not writing an actual list. 
but he was glad that he did remember before paying. As it's always a hassle, exiting a shop, then realising there was something in there you should have got, then having to go back in with your bag. He got two large red bell peppers. He wasn't sure if he needed two, he usually used one, but he thought he could probably make double. Freeze the other half of it. For one of those nights when he just can't be bothered to cook. It happens sometimes. He put the items on the conveyor belt. They were scanned by the shop assistant. He put them in a bag. He had a brief panic. Was there something else he was supposed to buy, but... He couldn't think of anything. He had meat at home. He had chopped tomatoes. His cupboard was fully stocked of herbs and spices. Ah, but what about garlic? His eyes briefly went wide. He turned to the shop assistant and said, Oh no. I forgot the garlic. The shop assistant smiled. The store was fairly quiet. And he told Wyndon to go and grab it. So, luckily, due to Wyndon's very long legs, in about four strides he was back. Surrounded by the fruit and veg, located where the garlic was, three-pack, and then a few more steps, he was back at the till, the cashier scanned it, he placed it in his bag, and then he paid. Once outside the store, Winton did think, oh, should I just go and get this fabric now? But he decided it would be easier to just nip home put everything away and then go back out again so that's what he did and a couple of minutes later he was back in his kitchen unloading the bag put the peppers in the fridge the onions and the garlic on the side ready for preparation later that day. Winston thought he'd better look at the note that Butcher the tailor had given him. It did have a phone number on it. So he decided to give it a ring just in case whoever was on the other end wasn't available right then for a trade. He picked up his phone, keyed in the numbers, and listened as it rang. The soft, gentle voice of an elderly lady inquired who was calling. 
Swindon, he said. I hear you have some fabric. I need some. There was a pause, and then the woman said, Bring cash. Come alone. And then gave him the address. Wyndon said that he already had the address. The woman apologised, said that she should have probably checked first. Then Wyndon asked how much money. She apologised again. Twenty pound. This was excellent news for Wyndon. He already had twenty pound in his wallet. He wouldn't need to go to a cash point. He thanked her and told her he would be over very shortly and hung up. He was confused on why the woman had all this fabric in a time of such fabric scarcity and why she only wanted £20 for it. Usually the cost of fabric required for a good pair of trousers for him was at least £60. He hoped there wasn't anything wrong with it, or if it was black market, or stolen, or counterfeit. He wasn't sure if counterfeit fabric was really a thing, and even if it was, couldn't imagine it being too much of a problem. He trusted the tailor. A few minutes later, he was leaving his house again. He locked the door, walked towards his garden gate, and stepped onto the street. He had to think briefly. What was the best way to get to the location addressed on the piece of paper? There were a couple of options. He could go the scenic route through a park. The less scenic route along a main road. He could even climb over some garden fences if he wished. It was easy for him. But the last time he did that, he had been 15. The police hadn't been called, but his parents were told by some of the residents in the area. And they had very stern words with him. This is not the time to do that, he thought. He would save that specific skill set for an emergency. He chose to go the scenic route. He walked to the end of his road. When he got to the junction at the end, at the traffic lights, he pressed the button and waited for it to be safe for him to cross, which happened fairly quickly. It took him two steps to get from one side of the road to the other. He wondered if that was some kind of record, maybe a personal record. He wasn't sure about a world record. He had been approached by some men claiming to be from a world record recording company slash brewery. But he wasn't interested. He didn't see why he should be celebrated, just for having really, really long legs. 
sure it might be interesting for some people to read about it sometimes. But around the time when they had asked, he'd been quite busy. And they hadn't followed up. 400 yards down the road, he turned left into a park. Well, he thought, the lady did sound quite old, 
I'd better knock again. So he did. This time, slightly firmer than the first. Then he heard a noise, the sound of shuffling. And a figure distorted by the frosted glass. It was decipherable as the shape of an old lady. The door handle rattled, the sound of keys, a clunk as a lock was unlocked. The door opened, and a very nice-looking old lady greeted him. Ah, you must be Wyndon. Yes, I am, he said. Are you Mrs. Larch? Yes, she said. Excellent. Would I be able to have a look at the fabric? Yes, she said. So they entered. Inside the warehouse, rows of tables stretched all the way from one end to the other. He asked her, How come you have this fabric? And she said, It was gifted to me, an unwanted Christmas present. Wyndon was confused. Why would she receive so much fabric as a Yuletide gift? A Christmas present, he said. Yes. I told some friends and family that I was very much into fabric. So they all gave me some fabric for Christmas. It was very kind, but I had much more than I really wanted. Oh, said Wyndon, fair enough. And what about this building? How come you're here? Ah, she said. For my birthday the year before, I had told my friends and family that I was really into warehouses. And what do you know, they all clubbed together and purchased this for me. I have no idea what I'm going to do with it. Wyndon thought, Hmm, well I don't know if you've noticed this about me, but I am quite tall. If you have a look down, you'll see my legs are considerably longer than what is normal. Yes, she said. I had noticed I didn't want to ask you about them in case it was a sensitive subject for you. Wyndon thanked her for being considerate, but assured her he was not sensitive about the length of his legs. He then told her when he was at school, when he was young and his legs first really began to grow. He was teased briefly for a very short period by some of his classmates. They stopped, he said, when I realised I could kick them from quite a distance away. Ah, she responded, that's very good news. I do like a story with a happy ending. Mrs. Lodge led Wyndon to a table. Upon the table, a large heap of fabric was folded over on top of each other. It was quite an amount. There you are she said. 
Wyndon looked at her. Are you sure twenty pound is enough for all this? Yes, I just want rid of it. Well, thank you very much. As you are aware, fabric is in very short supply at the moment. Yes, I know, she said. But I think you need it more than I do. And they both had a very good laugh. Once money and goods were exchanged, Wyndon left. He chose the more direct route, along a busy main road, to get back to the tailor's shop. Once he arrived, once again the bell rang, and the floor creaked. Mr. Butcher was too busy inspecting a case of pocket squares. After a moment he turned round, and was delighted to see Wyndon carrying a very heavy and large amount of fabric. Gosh, he said, that is a lot. Yes, said Wyndon. So, if I give you this now, you will make the trousers for me. Yes, said the tailor. That is excellent news. The tailor checked that Wyndon had not grown, either vertically or horizontally, since the last time. No, said Wyndon. I am exactly the same height and weight as the last time you made trousers for me. Excellent, said the tailor. I don't know where my stepladder is, so measuring you myself wouldn't be an option right at this moment, but seeing as I already have your measurements on file, I can just get straight on with making the trousers for you. Thank you, said Wyndon. When do you need the trousers by? he asked. My sister's wedding is in seven days. Ah, said the tailor. I shall have the trousers ready for you in two days' time. That is very good news, said Wyndon. Yes, said the tailor. They shook hands, and Wyndon departed. A week and a day later, Wyndon was back at home. His sister's wedding had been and gone. The ceremony was lovely. The happy couple were now away in Belarus on their honeymoon. Wyndon was still wearing the new trousers that the tailor had made for him. They were very comfortable. He wasn't entirely sure what the fabric was, but it was very soft, but quite rugged, somewhere in between a velvet and denim. He hadn't seen anything like it before in his life, but so happy with the trousers, he hadn't really taken them off since getting them. He was sat in his high-backed armchair yet again. Again, he was flicking through his notebook, finding the page containing that week's to-do list. Once he got there, he stopped, scanned the page, retrieved the pen that had almost fallen down the side of the chair, 
removed the lid and placed it on the end of the pen. He didn't have any shopping to do that day, so that was good. There was only one other thing on the list. Go jet skiing. He circled it, smiled, and got up. But that is a tale far too interesting for telling here.